0: Don't miss today's More Faith, More Life podcast. You're gonna talk about money, let's talk money, but you're gonna hear stuff you're not gonna hear from anybody else, and you're not gonna be rich people telling you, it's just regular folks, how they get to pay cash for not only certain items, but even a car. You were made for more than the status quo. I'm Pastor Steve Gray, and this is the More Faith, More Life podcast. This podcast is for Christians with an ambitious heart, who wanna be more for their family, do more with their career, and see more of God's promises in their life. I've spent many years as a worship artist, minister, nonprofit leader, bold truth speaker, and most importantly, father and spouse. When I was in my early 40s, I was craving more, more from God and more from life. I'd done everything I was supposed to do. My life was good, but it wasn't good enough. So I spent the following years diving into the Word of God and searching for the biblical principles that would bring me closer to God and help my purpose and life flourish. That's what I want to share with you. In every episode, you'll get practical tools based on real life experiences that you can put into action to redefine your faith and ultimately your life. So, if you're ready to do more, subscribe to More Faith, More Life, and hear an unfiltered biblical truth every week. It's time to be and experience more. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another More Faith, More Life podcast, and let's talk money today. We're talking about your money, so you really need to listen. And there's gonna be things in this that you're not gonna get everywhere. You know, there's a lot of pastoral talk, father talk, dad talking to kid talk, what to do with your money, okay? So let's get started, let's talk money. Okay, first of all, it, it's a, there's, let's do a Bible verse. So we get a little Bible in here. And the Bible says, you cannot serve two masters. And when it's referring to that, it's referring to money. So we gotta know something here. When we talk about money, we're dealing with a master. Okay, and what does a master do? A master wants to control, a master want, wants to take over, it wants to be in charge, okay? So master is a controlling, let's call it spirit, whatever. Master, uh, money is controlling, okay? So that's the first thing we want to get, or at least our intro. And you cannot serve money and yourself, even. You cannot take care of yourself if you're serving money. So you cannot serve two masters. You can't be the master, and money be the master, all right? You just got to know it is. It's very powerful, so you got to get control of this thing, okay? So after that, actually, the first thing I want to say, I got some notes today because I jotted down some things real quick, is... First thing you got to understand, our money system, the money system of America, or we could call it capitalism if we want to. And I'm not anti-capitalism. I just think we need to fit ourselves, especially if you are, you know, a believer, you go to church, you call yourself a Christian, or maybe you don't, uh, you should. You should get those things. We'll talk about that in a minute, maybe. But uh, just to be a little bit more wisdom and different lifestyle than everybody else in this capitalistic system, okay? Okay, but here's what you gotta know. First thing you gotta know is the monetary system or the system of money or capitalism is not made for you to make money, all right? Capitalism, the monetary system of America, the we, way we do things, and I'm not against it, but let's just know what it is. It's not set up for you to make money. It's set up for somebody else to make money with your money, somebody else to make money. It's, it's set up that way. If you were born into a rich, rich family, uh, you know, whatever, inherited a bunch of money and you're a million billionaire, okay, then you can get on the other side and you'll get on the other side, you'll be loaning money to banks, okay, so that's all, and, and at higher rates, okay, but that, that's a, another story. So we're talking about regular folks, you're not a billionaire, you're not a millionaire, so the system is not set up for you to make money, it's set up for your money to make money for somebody else, somebody's going to use your money. Okay, and so once you understand that, you can say like, what? I don't think I like that idea. All right, second, you've got to stop working for money. Okay, stop working for money and start letting money work for you. Okay, the system's not set up for you to make money. And then on top of that, you have to stop working for money. You have to uh, let money work for you and there's a way to do it but we got to do it how well the okay the goal you want to do the goal the way to do this to let money start working for you is you want to start financing yourself in other words we're basically doing what rich people do maybe a little less than what they can do but we're going to kind of follow that so okay so stop working for money let money work for you how do we do that finance yourself finance yourself we'll talk about that but we have to understand what prosperity is. I told this to a lot of people around the world. Prosperity, okay, or maybe if you wanna, if you wanna really make it on the low level, rich, being rich, <laughs> okay. Prosperity is not how much money you have. Prosperity is how much money you have left over after you pay everybody else. And so that's what you have to realize the couples in America, the singles in America, uh, hardworking people. But most of them right now are struggling with nothing left over, and if it is, it's nothing they can really do with, do anything with. So you could actually be rich in our country, in our society, if you have anything left over compared to somebody who has nothing. So I went out one time. I we I was poor, you know, and Kathy and I. Well, we weren't poverty then. We kind of weren't. We probably would have been considered poverty, but because we worked these things, it we didn't think we had poverty, it didn't look like we had poverty, but our level of income was really, really low. And it's because we were starting out in the ministry. You know, of course it's gonna be low, we're just starting out. And and so we went out to eat, I think it was just pizza. I think it was just pizza with some people. And uh, I can say it now, and we happened to go out with the superintendent of schools of that school district. Now I, I don't know, he had a pretty good salary. He's a superintendent of schools, all right? So then when it came time, to pay the bill for the pizza, he was like squirming and wondering and looking like we're all gonna put a few bucks, you know? And I said, wait, da, da, da. you know what, I'll pay for it. You know why? This pizza was 40 bucks, $40 for all of us in that booth, okay? And I thought, I can pay for it, I have money left over. And he didn't, he laid a lot, lots of money but he didn't have any money. Okay, you got it. So that's what we want to do. we want to get the goals, have some money left over. That's what prosperity is. You don't want to, you want to get in the, get out of the system that pays somebody else. All right. They're making money off of your money. And then you want to start having money work for you by financing yourself so that you can be prosperous. And prosperous is what, how much you have left over when everybody else gets your money. Okay. And that's the goal. You want to pay everybody. We're not gonna get prosperous not paying what we owe, right? That's dishonest. So we're gonna pay everybody, but we're gonna work towards financing ourselves and having some money uh, left over. Now when we talk financing ourselves, we need a little realism here. The way the system is set up now, if you buy a house, wanna buy a house, you're gonna probably (laughs) almost, uh, you're gonna need help. You're gonna need some help. You're not gonna be able to pull the money for the down payment, unless you get some kind of deal where zero down payment or whatever. But even then, it's set up, the house payment, most people have to make house payments. They have to do it, they don't have the money to do it, so they gotta make deals at the beginning. So they're actually not, get this, they're not thinking how much the house is worth. They're thinking, how much can I pay per month? And that's a, that's a whole other story, which we'll get to. We but but my thing is, I want you to. We'll make it a, an exception, right? So when we talk about financing ourselves, we're not going to talk about our house. Houses are sky high. Everything's the housing market's crazy. So let's leave that one out. But otherwise than that, um, we want to start financing financing ourselves. Right, so let's let's make this real simple, okay? Real simple, so you can understand and how you. Two ways we're going to start. We're going to start with microwave. A microwave and we're gonna end on a car the car is really important okay and that might be the most exciting thing is to learn how to do this but anyway we want to start finding income so so uh, so you want to buy a microwave all right so money becomes your master when you can't buy a microwave you can't buy a microwave you don't have the money now microwaves today go as I picked it for this reason for like a hundred dollars to about $500, okay, somewhere in there in between. You can pick in between, how fancy, okay? Now, if you don't have the money to buy a microwave when it's time to buy one, then money is your master because you know what you're gonna do. You're going to, if you have to get it, but we, we, hope, you, we hope you time it out to where you know you're going to need it so you'll buy it on your time. You say, this thing's about ready to blow, but anyway. So you need a microwave and you don't have the money to pay for it, so what are you gonna do? you're going to use somebody else's money, right? You have to. So you're gonna use somebody else's money to buy a microwave. Let's say it's $150, it's not a fancy one. Okay, and that's where you should start anyway. But So now, money is your master, because you have no money. You can't buy a $150 thing without somebody helping you. Okay, so we wanna get past that, and and we wanna start using um, your money, okay? So now we start in our thinking, we think, and, when, and then the lesson we have here, lesson one, um, to be prosperous, to be prosperous, as we've already said, you always have to work towards having something left over. Okay, something left over. Now it doesn't have to be huge amounts, but it has to be something left over. Whatever's left over, the second, the p- first penny you have is prosperity if it's left over. Nobody's calling for it. Okay. And so you, that's where you want to get. I I start taking over our finances in marriage um, when I noticed, and, and I, I I never took care of it. My mother took care of it, and her mother took care of paying all the bills and the money. And, and I don't think probably when I if I had to ask her dad, he would have known what the uh, utility bill was, or he would have known what their house payment was. I just don't think he would have known. Okay. And so I have no idea because I was a kid. So how would I know when I was growing up? I didn't know either. But anyway, so I noticed when bill time came, you had to pay all the bills once or twice a month. Kathy almost had a personality change. She really got nervous because we were starting without very much money. We had a house payment. We had a car payment. Actually, we had two. We, we did have a, we, uh, one time. But anyway, we had a car. I don't think we had a Car payment this time, even as young as we were, but that's another story. Okay, but we had payments. We had utilities, just like you, the water bill, whatever. And she would get nervous uh, to paying because uh, she knew how much money we had, and she knew how much was going to go out, okay? And we weren't making very much money. So I did something. I went to her, and I told her, listen, I'm going to take over all the bill paying because you don't have to go through this. I haven't ever seen it done, but I'm going to be the leader I'm supposed to be. And if you fall back sometimes in your marriage and say, the husband's supposed to be the leader, the husband is the leader, you know, and and all that kind of stuff, you know, the master of the house, because God says it in his word, you know. Well, think of it as you're the leader and you're responsible. That's what it means, okay? So it means you're to be the head of the house means you're the responsible one and you, you're, you're calling yourself that. You're making yourself responsible. That doesn't mean your wife is irresponsible, or she's not even more responsible than you, but it's a trade off then of roles. I'm gonna start being responsible. So I told her, I'll start being responsible for the monthly bills and finances from now on. So I took her shoebox away, she had a shoebox that she put all the bills in, pulled it out, wrote them all. I took that away from her. I said, I need you to tell me, you're willing to forget this, and her faith was in herself, not me. But take this, oh, I'm gonna take this away, and when a bill comes and you get the mail, you put it in this box, and then you don't have to open it, just, you just put them in. You never have to take them out again. I'm gonna be responsible, I'll make sure everything gets paid. And I would, and I'd budget it, and fix it, and do it, and plan it, and then what I would do, even better, is when I was done, I would go tell her not how much it costs. Not how much we spent, but how much we have left over. How much we have left over, okay? And that's exciting. So I got to tell her not what, what's, how much, where the money goes, I get to tell her what came in. So we're starting, to, we're starting to have money to use, money to use. And so we would buy our, if when we wanted to buy a microwave in this case, then we would put it, start putting it away. And it might mean not a lot, but if you need a microwave, and you've got $150 in the bank, you know, you at least got that, then money is not your master, and you can go pay cash, and it may not be a big deal, but you actually own that micro- microwave. You actually own it, right? It might be small, but no, you didn't use anybody else's money, and nobody else owns that microwave. It's yours. And that's the beginning of this, and it feels really good. So, always wanna have something uh, left over, And then to get to something left over, guess what you got to start doing? Something you're not going to like, especially in our culture today. We're very poor at this. You're going to have to start saying no to yourself. You know how to say no to your kids. Maybe even try, at least you attempt to say no to your wife. Uh, Maybe you're the boss at work and you say no to some employees or whatever. Now, the key to prosperity and and not letting master money be your master is you got to start saying no to yourself. Okay, nobody else says no to yourself. Okay, nobody else tells you no. You don't go to the bank and the banker says you don't have an, i you're not reliable to loan money to, so I'm going to say no. That's not you're going to say no to yourself. Okay, so you're going to start no. And what does no mean? Okay, to yourself. Uh, there's a lot of things you can do. I help a lot of people financially just out of generosity and the church does and all that kind of, it's just something we do because that's part of taking care of people. And so, uh, our other pastors do it actually. And, but they have a list that you fill out of where's your money going? You know, you need this amount of money. People come say, I need 500, I need a thousand, sometimes 2000, $3,000. We've got to have it now. We can't, we're back behind on our house payment or whatever. And so then we look and see where's the money going? And sometimes you can't help if uh, that's what you have to pay, rent or house payment. Although a lot of people live in places they could downsize for a while, but that's okay. And we look, but we see other things like cell phones. And let's say, for instance, there'll be three cell phones in the house. Everybody's got a cell phone. Everybody's got great coverage. Everybody's got, you know, full service. And all that. You know what you can do? You'll save a whole lot of money. I mean, a lot of money get a simple start with a simple cell phone doesn't mean that you don't want your child to have one if you're afraid they're going to get in danger you go buy a very simple cell phone that you can call you can text you can email maybe you can surf a little maybe limited but in emergencies and do that do that on the cell phone if you need to surf the web maybe you have a computer that you can do it on or you can buy a refurbished laptop and it's a one-time purchase and all that, but chances are you have a computer anyway. And so then get a very, very simple phone. Knock that down. You say, nope, we don't have to have the phone, the fancy phone right now, not right now, okay? So you do that. Here's another thing you can say to yourself, uh, simple phone, oh, and you get this, get a simple TV, pro, simple TV system. So I look on it and I see all uh, how much they pay cable or movies or subscriptions and all that. Say no to yourself. There's things you can watch. You, I know you want to watch, but you, instead, you want to have a season. of You want to start prospering. You want to start being the master of money and make money work for you. Then you're going to have to say no to yourself. And then the last one that's really hard, or two of them are really hard. Stop going to the movies because you can, you can get most everything on TV eventually anyway. It's very expensive. I, uh, we went, I don't know, I go to the movies once or twice a year. some family member wants to see something and they invite us. It's always the right kind of movie as best we can make it. And so the last time we went, I can't remember what we went to see. I guess it doesn't matter. Uh, It was some adventure movie or something anyway. But um, my daughter bought tickets for herself, her husband, kid and Kathy and I. Okay. And I thought, wow, these are, you know, the tickets aren't cheap. Are you sure? Okay. So she said, yeah, I want to do that. So then I went, just the two of us, we got there a few minutes late. They already had all their stuff. We got there and said, let's each get a popcorn. I want a large drink. You, and she got a water. I got a large drink. We got two popcorns. And I don't know if she threw in some juju beads or something. <laughs> I don't know what, something. But anyway, guess what? When we got done, the cost of those refreshments was more than that. Bobby, my daughter, spent on tickets. We spent more on the food. Then we spent on the tickets, and I thought she did a big deal. I should have had her buy refreshments, and I'll buy the tickets. Okay. So anyway, uh, stop going to the movies because you can, you can, you can, you can, or do what I do. You really, really limit. I'm a limit. I limit, and I do other ways. I watch TV. Watching my, I'm not a big TV person anyway. But you can get stuff if you have a, a laptop. You can watch stuff on that. Hook and ha- hook your laptop up to your TV. Stuff like that. Stop going to the movies. And then here's the hardest one of all in our culture, because people love it, is stop eating out or limit it once a month. Could you do it once a month? Don't do it once a week. That's not going to help, or twice a week or every day. I mean, people are complaining about their finances, and they don't have the money, extra money, but I, we can't even get in a restaurant here in our town on a Saturday night. You can't If you decide, oh, let's go eat out, you, you can't get in, maybe nine o'clock, 10 o'clock at night. And, and, uh, after church, we get out on church. And if somebody says, let's go out to eat, uh, it looks like it's going to be someplace. Nobody else wants to go because all of them are full, full, full. So eating out. So anyway, you're going to, you're going to, uh, you're going to start saying no to yourself. You're going to say no to all these little things. You're going to simpler phone, right? Uh, you, you, and, and you want to get to the point where you're paying yourself simpler phone. And, uh, not eating out, you're not going to go to the movies, and you're, and, oh, and, yeah, well, simple TV, too, if you can. Sometimes you don't, if there's not that many, if you've got a smart TV and you're really not paying much uh, subscriptions and just going, because smart, smart TVs had a lot on them, right? Uh, you just have to watch ads sometimes, but you can get those free. And you can watch a lot of the same things. Okay, so that's, that's it. That's uh, saying no to yourself. That's lesson one, I think, after we got our other stuff in. And then lesson two, uh, understand eventually you will get to do all these things we just named. You will get to go to the movies. You will get to eat out. You will get a better phone, but you have to, you have to go through a season, a, a time till you get to that, uh, place to where you can buy the microphone, a mi- I'm using a microphone. I'm looking right at it Buy the microwave. You pay for it. It's yours. Nobody else owns it You know what you might have to get a cheaper one You might have to get one that says this is probably not gonna last ten years But for right now our goal is to have money left over so we're gonna get a cheaper one for now for now Because we're gonna learn how to make money work for us now you own something okay, and it's new brand new but you own something not the fanciest but your goal still, you bought that. So now let's say you only had $150, bucks. All right? Now it's depleted. It's gone. But that doesn't matter because the way you're doing things, you're going to put something back anyway, uh, something back, always left over. A savings account is good, but you can put it wherever you want to. But if, you, if it's one week, it might be $20. The next week, $60. This week, $10 But or whatever. Every time you get paid, you want to pay everybody else and then have some. Uh, Left over. Okay. So now cars before we lose any more time and get behind here, cars big big deal on cars All right So first of all your goal whether you know it or not is you're gonna be the master of your money and you're gonna finance yourself So your goal would be to go into the car dealership and pay cash If you've never done that, it's an exciting moment I'm gonna show you how to do it what I've been doing but it's an exciting moment to walk into the car dealership have a check in your hand for the, say, I, this is how much money I'm going to spend, right? And, uh, or you have an empty, you know, you have, it, you have a checkbook in your hand anyway, and you tell them what you're going to spend. By the way, never buy a car based on payments. Always buy a, buy a car on how much the car costs. They always know you if they say, well, how much a month are you willing to pay? That's none of your business. Your business is tell me how much does the car cost? How much does the car cost? And if it's overpriced, then you're going to walk away, or you're going to work and deal with them till you get at your price. And then if you got money—I know you probably don't now—but if you have got money and you're going to pay, you're going to pay for the car cash. Then, and then all you got to say after that is when they say, "Well, I, you know, I can't do any better than that. That's the best I can do." And they say, "Okay, I want to tell you something. Here's this money. I have whatever amount of money. I have cash. I'm willing to buy this vehicle." And you may, you may not get the top dog, but you can still buy new. It's just not the fanciest or the biggest, but you can still buy new if, if this system works. Okay, but here it is. So this is what I want to pay. I want to know what the car's worth to you, and this is what I think it's worth to me. I have looked it up on the Internet, and here's what I'm going to pay. I've got some money. Here's this money. I'm going to spend this money. Is it on you? Are you going to get it? Or is somebody else? Who's going to get this money? Is it you? and that's it okay but anyway you're not ready yet at that part but it's a great time so anyway all right so what so what we got to do is first of all whatever vehicle you're driving you're going to sell it okay now that's a hard one because you might say well I put equity into it so now it's you know if I trade it in I'll have something if I sell it I'll get some cash back yeah but there could be exceptions but most people are making too big a car payments and you need to in my opinion especially if it's newer sell it don't trade it in you'll lose money sell it all right and then buy a car that you can actually afford all right because when you sell it you're going to get money right but now you have no car so you take the money from the higher priced car that you're struggling to make payments for and you put some money in the bank and you buy a car with with that money but you don't spend it all on a car you got nowhere right you're going to spend a portion of it on a car the best car you can get and be sure to get low mileage get low mileage low mileage okay and you're gonna find one and you're gonna buy it the best you can do with cash and still have a pretty good hunk left over and you're gonna put that away in the bank okay so now you have a dumpy car <laughs> you got a less you, you got an embarrassing car maybe but it runs and it has lower mileage it doesn't have a billion miles okay it's got low mileage and you've lost uh, that payment now, so you bought a what I want to call a useful car. All right, so that payment's gone. You don't have a nice car like you'd like, but you found out what it was worth and you bought a car for what it was worth and not was over. And if you make payments, then what you'll do is what you do is if you're struggling financially, you need a car, what are you going to buy? You're going to buy the best car you can, but you're going to buy it with somebody else's money. And you're gonna try to get the payments lower because you don't have any money in the, in the, every month. So you get the payments lower as you can, which does what? Extends the life of the loan. So now you got a five-year loan. Let's just say that six-year loan, okay? But the car's got 150,000 miles on it when you bought it. Well, that car is not gonna go for another five years. They're not made to, or six years. So what it's gonna do, it's gonna break. And uh, if I remember right, my, my son-in-law, when he wasn't married to my daughter yet, and he had a car, and it, it was, he was making payments more than the car was worth, but it was okay. It was, a, it was an old car with a lot of miles, but it had a reputable name, so it didn't look that bad. But one day, his transmission went out, and they wanted $5,000 for the transmission. So he goes, and he doesn't have enough money to buy another car, but the, tr- the cost of the transmission was more money than the car was worth. Well, his instinct was okay. I'm gonna go and borrow that money or have the transmission people They got to finance. you know They finance and you can pay it off and I'm gonna add that to my car payment now you're buying a car and It's not even worth that with a payment. You really can't afford okay So we sold it we sold it and he bought a car with whatever money he got He didn't have much left over but at least he got out of that he sold it got out of it I don't know how we did it, but we did it okay. So anyway so You, you want to buy a car and you don't want to buy it on payments if you do buy it on payments Which you might have to at first. It's got to be short three years no more than three years That means maybe you, don't, you can't buy the fanciest car you want But you don't want to go more because after three years the warranties wear out the cars change they do that on purpose Okay, so you want to buy a car? So you want to pay cash all right sell the other car pay cash with money left over now? Here's the trick you were making payments to somebody else, right? So you're gonna take the money that you have left over and put it in the bank, whatever it is. Maybe it's only $1,000, all right? You got a car, paid for. You got $1,000 in the bank. Now, what I want you to do is keep making car payments. You say, what I make, keep, keep car payments. I, I bought the car, I sold my other car, bought this dumpier car, <laughs> not nicest car. Why would I go make car payments? Because you're gonna do whatever, what rich people do. You're gonna keep making car payments because you you struggled and got close to it anyway for a while. You're gonna keep making car payments for just like you were making. If you were on a three-year loan, four-year loan, make car payments to yourself for three years, all right? See, this car's gotta last me three years. But you're not gonna make car payments to the dealer or to the finance company, right? You're gonna pay yourself. You're gonna pay yourself. That's what rich people do, okay? It's sorta, okay? So you're gonna go buy a dump of your car, pay cash, have some money left over, and then you're gonna keep making car payments to yourself as though you were still paying the finance company, okay? And when you do that, now you're gonna start. Now what do you do that? So you're gonna drive the dumpy car for three years, two years, and then you're gonna sell it, whatever, and get the money out, but you got thousands of dollars that would have gone to a finance company. You got it in the bank, because you became the bank. You take that money, you sell the dumpy car, take the cash you have in the bank, And you go and do what you buy a car with cash may not be the best But you've upgraded from the last one and now you've got a better car and you own it And what do you do after that? I would say do the thing one more time But keep paying yourself what you would have paid Three years by the time six years has passed you'll have enough money To trade that car to sell that car and get a great car that you now own you paid cash Upgraded car and you paid cash by paying yourself now you own cars your 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 money is working uh, For you all right, so you're gonna pay yourself and make it work for you last though always remember this Set up some you've got to have some money for God The Bible teaches you get your paycheck In my opinion you follow this plan take out 10% And give it to God give it to your church give it to your church You say, how can I do that? Because this is another thing. God's going to get on your side and start blessing you with the 90% left over as you pay everybody else and you have money left over until you finance yourself and you start buying things with cash, okay? So this will work, but don't forget God. That's the hardest part to do is, well, God doesn't yell at you when I do, so I'll just forget him like I don't pay other people. Pay God, pay 10%. God's going to get on your side, work great things for you, miraculous great things financially. So you're gonna finance yourself with God on your side. You're gonna start being prosperous when you learn this system until you can buy a car with cash. And then when you get the car you want, after two seasons, maybe six years later, but a lot of times you are gonna pay six years on that other car anyway, and then you know you have nothing except you have a car, but you don't have any money. Okay, so and then you gotta go buy another one. Okay, so, you, so six years later, you now have a car, a really nice car, paid for, right? Now you p- keep putting money away and your microwave, your washing machine or whatever breaks down. What are you going to do? You go get the cash. You have cash because you've been putting money away and you have money to put it away because you're not making a car payment anymore. Remember? Remember? So these are great ideas. You'll probably not get anywhere else. You're gonna make money your master because money is a master, the Bible says, and you can't serve two masters. You can't help yourself out if you're serving money. All right, you control your life. So you're gonna become the master. You're gonna understand the system is not set up for you to make money, so you're gonna change the system and you're gonna start financing yourself and and, uh, put money away, start putting money away, pay everybody else, make sure you pay God because you don't wanna do this without God. It's a whole different story. The 90% you'll have left over will be enough, okay? And then you're still going to put some money away, best you can. Start putting that money away. So if you have an appliance, in a little while you'll have enough money to replace it and pay cash instead of somebody else uh, owning it. And then you're going to start saying no to yourself so you have more money to put away, right? Because your goal is like six years to pay cash for a car or something. But anyway, you're going to start saying no to yourself in all those areas we talked about. And then... You're going to sell the car that's worth whatever and you're making big payments on, you're going to sell it. Take the money, buy a cheaper car that's not as much fun and take the cash left over, put it away, but keep paying the same car payment you made to finance company. Do it to yourself for the next three years. Go sell that car, then get a better one. Keep paying yourself what you would have made if you were making payments and six years later, then go buy a great car that you own and now money works for you. And they start putting money away, and the system is rolling. We've done it. That's what we do. We did it. We've done it several times, bought new cars, and it will work. But it takes some discipline to start out. So money works for you. So that's my lesson on money. Most of the stuff you'll never hear. So this is like dear old dad talking to you, giving you how to do this. I have a lot of other ideas on cars and things, but that's all that we have time for. Too much. I mean, you've got enough to start, right? So do that, and... You'll have more faith then because you did it by faith. You'll have more faith and that produces what? More life. More faith produces more life. Use your faith, follow this plan and become prosperous while in this world, right? Okay, till next time. Bye-bye.